on last week's Irrevelations. So they called the place Tabera because the fire of the Lord had burned among them. What the f***? I just like to leave my kids locked in the car and then complain when they come back all sweaty, you know? Oh, oh, you want cheese on your hamburger? Okay, how about I rape you with this wedge of Parmesan? I'm so glad we moved back in with Dad. Do you think Papa John was reading this Bible verse when he came up with the pizza pizza? I, I know, I've been noticing uh, God only talks to Moses, and they're like, yeah. And they're like, and he's in an interracial marriage. And they're like, and we don't like that? I'm like, no, we do not like that at all. Kibroth Hatava literally translates... Two graves of lust. Oh, by the way, remember how you were collecting sticks out in the woods? He's like, yeah, like, we got to put you to death. What are you people? This fever dream of an instruction manual. Before we turn to the world, I would like to... I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed and I don't feel good about myself. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. God damn America. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. Pray this simple prayer, Lord, speak to me. Oh, man. There's something about, I think I just need to adjust the way I'm sitting, because like, when I'm hunched over like this, maybe I'm like collapsing my diaphragm or something. I just feel like I get like infinitely tired all of a sudden, like just It is every time we, you, you complain about that a lot. It's like, uh, it's like you're getting old. I think is the problem. <laughs> you just need to be uh, on a that, rocking chair on a front porch that, with a glass of lemonade. That is possible, and that is the dream. <laughs> and um, saying lewd things to the boy mowing your lawn. <laughs> <laughs> like really lewd things. Like I'm a fucking uh, like New York uh, cat caller. <laughs> just that boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't you yeah, bring like, that over here? And it's literally the neighbor. Like you're like fingering your belly button. <laughs> You gonna mow? You gonna mow this lawn? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just tongue fucking a banana, and he's like, "Why?" <laughs> he's I mean, like, I he's wish... like, "Grandpa, stop it!" <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, oh, dude, I have something that I want to ask ahead. you. Agree or disagree? Because I, I'm gonna go ahead and state just so it's not like I'm asking you the question without putting. I agree okay. with the statement. Ready? All right, all right. White people me. have no culture. <laughs> uh, do I think that's true or not? I guess yeah, I, I disagree. Do. I don't know. What do you think Halloween is? You know, what do you think uh, pumpkin spice is? Like you're not gonna yeah, call but that's that like, fucking culture. Here's, you the, here's the thing: Halloween. You don't is think like, the way basic bitches are around the fall is culture? No, it's not. It's it's mass consumption of something. It's, it's I just think that it's so. I just think it's common. Like you don't think it's culture to go to Coachella and waste all that money just to no, take pictures that's consumerism. Of that's money. That has nothing to do with like doing it for the sake of like. How is that not culture? Like, like uh, it's mass like, culture, I guess technically, but mass culture, I think, more is, of us. I don't know. Uh, anyways, my reason for saying this. You don't. You don't think. You don't think uh, Christmas being owned by Coca Cola is culture? I don't. I'm not sure <laughs> no, I. Th- well, I guess in yeah. a way it is culture. It's I, I, just I, shitty culture. All right. I think I think white people are just a very convenient and sexy punching bag. I mean, I get it. I like it too, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's fun. Well, 
the reason I bring this up, and the reason I, you know, yeah. I've heard that statement plenty of times, and it's a joke, like, oh yeah, white people think salt is a seasoning, and all that. there's a whole like <laughs> mayonnaise ass mother white bread. So, are we doing? Is that is this the episode where we talk about like? Well, <laughs> like here's the thing: is here's mayo the, a fucking? <laughs> it's man, it's an instrument. Are, um, you, are we? Is this the episode where we call for the mayo side? Like, is this <laughs> <laughs> I've been begging for it, dude. All right, um, all right. Yeah. So, the thing is that. You know, I grew up, like you, obviously, in northwest Florida. Football is the thing. Which, I right. guess, you know what? Football is like white culture in certain places. Uh, um, I mean, I don't think the white... Well, okay. Yeah, I, I, pretty I much. Think, I think of all the sports, football is probably the one where, um, other than golf, maybe, I think it's the... There's such a multicultural for talent, you know? It's not just Yeah, but there was no the black people in the stands at our, at our high school. They were all on the field. <laughs> okay. I mean, tell me I'm like for real. You're not wrong, but Every, I, I think that's just a uh, a representation. I don't want to. I don't want to touch on the demographics of nice. Yeah, we won't get into yeah. that. I'm just saying. Yeah. Um. But regardless, uh, we we had a, obviously we grew up in a very white area. Yeah, football games were fun. You'd go, everyone would cheer. It's blah blah. It's like a little social gathering. Uh huh. Okay, so this season, Sierra and I got. I think I've mentioned to you season tickets to the local USL team, and USL is like basically the farm league for MLS. Uh, Major okay. League Soccer, so they're, they're like they're like one tier below Major League Soccer. They kind of will get like players on loan from MLS teams whenever they're like not quite making the team. It's like it's, it's like Triple A ball. Yeah, it is basically, but okay. soccer. There is more passion, and so this team again, the players come and go because they're always getting they're going up to the big leagues or whatever. You know, it's it's not a very steady team. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a big ass city. The stadium is like outside the town, up near us in the boonies. You go to these freaking games, right? You, we don't even feel the stadium. People go nuts, dude. It's like the San Antonio spirit, which largely is not white. Okay. And let me tell. And let me tell you, it's like the best fucking. I've never experienced sports like that, right? Like right. I've, I played soccer. I never liked watching it. I wait. I am so excited about the next game already. Like, it's just so much fun. We say the meanest shit to people. We're screaming at them. When, a, when someone gets legitimately hurt, we're laughing at them. Like, it's just so much fun. Are, are you saying that you're now a fan of uh, semi-professional soccer? Yeah, it's the uh, best so. thing. It's that the best. We, we've got the um, the Orlando Apollos, and uh, I don't know. I just don't give two shits. Uh, oh, that's the football team. Right? Is that not the soccer league? Oh, the I Lions thought... or the Royals. I don't fucking know. That's how they... little I care. Is I don't even know their name. I mean, you have Magic. That's a big team. That's all you yeah, guys but really have. I don't know. Have you ever been to a Magic game? I, I, it's been a minute since I went to a Magic game. I don't know if, like, because the team is better or worse than it was when I went, that maybe there's more uh, interest. But when I went yeah. there, it was like, oh, yeah, we got tickets, and we got the nosebleed seats, and there's absolutely no reason we should have actually even wasted the time walking up there because there was no one in the fucking stands. Yeah. And then uh, there was, like, a ring around on the court side where I'm guessing the rich people were like, well, fuck, I paid money for this. I'm going to sit here. But everyone was just at the bars uh, in the in the stadium, and there was no there was no one actually in the stadium watching the game. It's been a minute, but that's how sure. it was. Sure, so yeah, and Magic comes in and out of. I just don't know, know that I would say I Orlando's know. a big sports town. Maybe that's changed because I, I feel like Magic's gotten better. But um, I feel like Ma- Ma- uh, Orlando is such a transient town. That's probably why. Uh, I think it's a character, but whatever. I don't know. We we have our we have our ups and downs. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Maybe I maybe I go. Uh, Florida has so many damn sports teams too that it's hard. I feel like a lot of, you know, what there's like three NFL teams. There's 
all this shit going on. It's, it's fucking warm. Speaking of yeah. how warm it was, I um. We weren't, but okay. <laughs> well, I, I, well, I don't know. I was just thinking, like, the reason why it's so fucking we have sports teams because I think the weather's so nice. You know? Yeah, yeah. People yeah. love living there. Yeah, like spring train and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I think we can just support it, you know. But um, I, I don't know. Just I was thinking about the heat, and I was like, man, I, what I was thinking is like uh, I was offered an opportunity to go to like a Tampa Bucks game, and I was like, fuck no, it's way too fucking hot. I'm not gonna sit in the sun and watch a fucking game. Bullshit. Yeah. Um, but uh, not in this heat. I'll die. But uh, at the same time, uh, I've been getting a lot of Jehovah's Witnesses around lately. Ooh, that's fun. And I don't know. I I don't have any beef with missionaries, really. Uh, if, if people want to go door to door, I'm always I always try to be as polite as I can. I don't I don't really get I, I don't really get the the hate that they get sometimes. But in, in my mind, if you believe that strongly about your convictions that you're going to go door to door in this fucking weather. You know, and just be like sweating a fucking dick off, and be like, hey, I want to tell you about the Bible. Like, all right, all right, you know, we're, we're I'm something of a Bible fan myself. <laughs> Whenever you did that voice for the person wanting to talk the Bible, I pictured Danny DeVito, Jehovah <laughs> yeah, Witness outfit, just just just, just sweating like a fucking little sweaty meatball. Just uh, just can I have a glass of water? Like, no. But um, you can get the fuck off my lawn. But it was kind of an interesting. I don't know. This is, I don't know if I want how serious I want to get. But it was funny because they like. Uh, I feel like maybe they're used to two different types of people. Uh, those that are like, oh, yeah, please, come in. Tell me about the Bible. I'm, I'm on your side. Or people are like, no, no, uninterested, get fucked, shut the door. Because yeah. we're atheists or whatever, don't care. Whereas I'm like the mixture of the two. I'm like, oh, no, I absolutely don't agree with anything you're about to say, but please come in and <laughs> would, you, would you like to come into the uh, privacy of my backyard? And they're like, no, 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 we'll, <laughs> we'll, stay, we'll stay on the street if that's all right with you. I'm like, no, come in. Um, What's with that rope in your hand? But um, has, real quick, has there ever been a serial killer that they killed missionaries? That'd be pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> I don't know you if know? the word "cool" is, but yeah, <laughs> well, it would be cool. I mean, cool uh, in like a term, like come on, America. We're all we're thirty something white dudes. Like we're obsessed with true crime, serial and shit. killers. Yeah, 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 it yeah. would be. You're right. It would be. <laughs> it would, be, it would be just nice that someone was laying off the hookers. You know, <laughs> right? Getting the and, actual yeah. bastards. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, uh, those people provide a service, all right? Start killing the me- start killing the real dregs of society. Um, but it was weird because like they came over and they're like, "Oh, we like talking about the Bible," and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's fine. I I have I have my own thoughts on the matter. Please come in and talk about yeah. it." And they were like, "So what? Like what should you?" I was like, "Oh no, no, I'm completely atheist. I don't give a shit about that." And I'm like, "Oh," and then they said something that confused me. Like I really didn't know how to parse the question, but it was a, a younger black girl and an older black lady. And uh, pleasant, but uh, the older one was like, oh, may I ask, like, did something happen in your life to make you lose your faith? And I didn't even really know how to, like, I was like, did something happen? Like, is that something that does happen? Is that, like, an actual thing that happens? Like, like I wasn't raped by a priest, if that's what you're asking. Like, you know what that would be called? <laughs> that's like, that'd be like a reverse testimony. Because that's what they call their story of how they come to God, is their yeah. testimony. So she was looking for like a, an inverse testimony. Like I, I, and then my mom got cancer. I was like, no, no, no. I just, I don't know. I just read this Bible and it's a bag of shit. I was like, would you like me to talk about all the reasons why the Bible's shit? Like, <laughs> if you feel comfortable knocking on my door to post your shit, I, I'd be happy to yeah. uh, give you the box set of, uh, of why I don't, why I disagree with what I'm reading here. You know, but it's just a, it's just a confusing conversation. And uh, they were like, oh well, you know, we 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 really would like to talk more about it. Maybe we can get you to come to church. I was like, please come on in. I got nothing going on. <laughs> Let's schedule. And I haven't seen them since. I gotta like say, a couple. Weeks I gotta ago. say, when you tell stories like that, 
I feel like I'm a dude in a urinal, and I like look down at my own ability to be confrontational, and then I look over at the next urinal, and there you are with your ability to be confrontational, <laughs> and I'm like, God damn, look at that thing. <laughs> look at that nice hog, dude. <laughs> I'm just like, grab them by the wrist. Please, please come in and tell me about the Bible. Like, I would love to have a con- Like, if they come by, I'm just like, oh, thanks for the pamphlet. Okay, yeah, bye. Yeah, I'm I like, would love to have them in, but I'm just, I don't know. I'm like, can you guys ingest cocaine? Because I'm kind of like- <laughs> I would love to just sit with you in the yard. And- yeah, it's like, like I really suck at, you know, tying the band around my own arm. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just was like, like, we'd like to talk to you about them. I'm like, please, get in here. They're like, are, are you are you crying blood? Like, how are you? I'm like, Argh. I need like, a spotter. I, I grind my teeth so hard they crack. I'm like, I want to talk to the Bible with you. And I'm like, all right, please, r- like, run, run, run. Throw the Bible at him and run. But Yeah, that's fun. They didn't, they, didn't, they didn't come back. I was really disappointed. I was looking forward to it. Well, maybe, oh, maybe one day. And I wish I had read uh, this coming chapter before I got into it. But I've been so, <laughs> I've been been so excited. I, I feel like uh, if only, if only I had known about numbers growing up. And I hope that there's any 15-year-old edgelord shitheads who are listening to this podcast. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine anyone else is listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> I just, um, I've just been having nightmares thinking about growing up in Niceville. And thereabouts. You know, just a little... Not that it's a bad thing or like that I don't get it, but just remembering like the little arrogances of being in like religious neighborhoods growing up, you know, like just people. And I think things have changed in the last 20 years, but I remember just people being like, Mm -hmm. oh, so what church do you guys go to? Like just assuming a that we go to a church and that B, you know, like we, you know, have an answer for that question. You know, like um, I mean, my friends here are like kind of flabbergasted, like they the ones that. A lot of our friends aren't devout, right? Uh-huh. So, but we're in Central Texas. They all have a church background, and the way that they kind of look at me with like a sense of like awe, like almost a, it's an admiration kind of that I'm able to be like, yeah, I don't fucking no, I don't believe it. They're like, oh wow, I wish I could do that. Like it, <laughs> like, it, it, it really feels that way. It, it sometimes. almost uh, sometimes what it makes me think of is, uh, did you watch Mad Men? Yeah, loved it. Uh, do you Not remember? the final season, though. Go uh, figure. Uh, yeah, there. I was just remembering there was that art director guy who was a closeted gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they hire that young Swedish kid, and they're like, "Oh, he likes Peggy. He likes Peggy." He's like, "Oh no, I'm a homosexual. I make a love to the penis." And I was like, "Oh!" <laughs> <laughs> and the closet gay just like turns. Was like, "I didn't know it could be that easy." Is that <laughs> you could just yeah? And like, even though everyone knows he's gay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like, oh, I didn't know you could do that i don't know i don't think i don't know i don't think being an atheist makes you a fucking hero it's a weird no of course not it's weird like i'm not not an atheist yeah well i mean but i i I am so like i've been in situations where like people come in like so what church is like oh no no church uh god's bullshit and they're like oh (laughs) huh (laughs) like you're like no i just don't know i just don't have any opinion of it not like uh and it's weird the things all over like i said you like hate god or like did something happen to you that made you hate god i was like hate God, I just don't believe in it. How do you? Yeah, how do you hate something that you I, don't believe? I, is I, I, I approach it the weird. same way that if someone was like, "Excuse me, sir, we'd like to talk to you about Count Chocula," and I'm like, "Count Chocula, <laughs> what?" They're like, "Do you <laughs> love Count Chocula?" I was like, "No, I think he's a fictional character." Like, so why do you hate Did Count Chocula? Serial like, rape you? <laughs> Did something happen in your life that make you hate Count Chocula? I was like, I just don't think it's a good cereal. I don't know why. We're fucking like, <laughs> Did your parents used to waterboard you in a vat of milk <laughs> with Cheerios? Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I don't, I don't. Uh, we I, I get that you 
I get that you live in a world where it's real, but I also I live in a world where I just don't I, I don't have any concept of what you're talking <sighs> about. I just don't have a concept of it. And even as I'm reading the Bible, it just comes more and more. There's like I just don't I don't understand. The more I read the Bible, and maybe I'm not at you know, and obviously we're not in the New Testament, we're not in the meat of it, perhaps of Christianity. But it just becomes more and more like I don't get it. I don't get faith based on what we're reading here. Um, but I wish I'd had it growing up because I was just I was just a fucking asshole who didn't know shit back then. You know, like why don't you go to church? It's like I don't know. It just seems dumb. I don't know. Like uh, yeah. it just like like all I really had was kind of like Genesis and Exodus, and I knew there was no sort of historical evidence of Exodus and Genesis just didn't make any goddamn sense. So and that was enough for me. I stopped there. I was like, yeah, I don't. Like, I've already gotten through a few chapters, uh, Clay and uh, two people, sure. and then they fuck, and then a flood, and everyone comes back. I just, uh, there's zero evidence that any of this happened, so I, I'll stop there, please, you know. And, um, and let me say, I think that uh, for most people, that their faith is based on things they read in the New Testament, which is going to be a lot more palatable. You know, it is going it, to, it's going to be things that you're like, yeah, I can get behind that. These are, Jesus had good ideas, Right. Like we'll you, see. I, I will. I, sure, I, I'm sure, excited sure. to find we'll out. Save it. We'll right save it. Right now, we're in spoilers. Right now, yeah. right now I'm we'll on page two fifteen, number sixteen, and it's. We'll uh, save that for the end game. It's fucking rough. If you will. <laughs> so oh, uh, yeah, we're we're in numbers, like you said. Uh, I think this is going to be a lot, a really good episode, and I, I'm going to warn you right now. And it's not so much a warning as uh, I'm getting you pumped. I kugelized this one a little bit. So oh, finally, yeah, have yeah. you been keeping up with that? Are you? I have been. He. Um. Okay. This is the first story that he's touched on in a while. There's going to be a lot of him, though, in the coming weeks, okay. I think. Um, so he, he kind of... I felt like whenever the the cloud left the tabernacle, was when Kugel kind of left us for a little bit for these first few bits of numbers. Uh. Um, but, I mean, let's talk... I mean, let's be real. A lot of what we've read so far in numbers has been kind of redundant, things that we've already kind of touched on, except for the crazier stories. There's been a lot of, like, treading the same ground. Well, I uh, wonder if... There's things that are touched on that don't necessarily, I, I don't know. Like, I think a lot of Exodus you could kind of fact check, you know? Sure. Or um, well, or not. Or not. Yeah. Or that, you know, or that it doesn't, <laughs> that it didn't happen. Whereas a lot of this is kind of, yeah, again, more like laws and stuff where, I, I don't know. Is there, there's no real way to disprove. We can kind of disprove that there was, what, 42 billion Birds yeah, that, you know, but but like you know, like the spies going into Canaan and stuff. It, it, it's weird the way it dances around things that are obviously a story of divinity and miracles and things that yeah. couldn't happen unless God was there. And then they kind of go into stories where God obviously wasn't there. Why are you sending spies? I thought the whole point was that you had an all-seeing eye of Sauron with you. Like, what, yeah, or you know? why are you asking uh, the Cushite to lead you around the desert when God yeah. already said he was going to do it? Yeah, so some of it kind of, I don't know. And maybe It's that's, like maybe part of this is based in some sort of fact, you know? Like Sometimes I wonder if we're like those guys that are like just reading way too much into it. Like like like, like, a, like Game oh, of we Thrones are. fandom and stuff. Like, well, if he had been and, there, the, the, the and, Night Watch sword. You're like, well, it's fiction. They probably just didn't know. <laughs> a reminder to our audience, we are reading too much into this. And we're <laughs> not. <laughs> and no, with that, welcome to episode 32 of The Revelations, right? Uh, yep. We're the podcast that reads the Bible, so you don't have to. We're getting way into it, so you don't have to. We're starting off this week in Numbers chapter 16. I'm Grant DeVoiced. Cole's yawning. <laughs> I'm Cole Deliski. <laughs> God, you sleepy, sleepy boy. We are going to be reading, uh, like I said, starting off in chapter 16. We're 
you know, around halfway through numbers right now. The book that everyone tells you is boring, but so far it has been an absolute gore fest. I'm <laughs> yes. loving it. It's like, oh, this is this is the part that's boring. And they're like, oh, yeah, what happened? Like, we're going to skip through this. I'm like, hold on, hold on, back up. And it's where all the whoa, sex whoa, scenes whoa. are. I'm like, you're lying to me. You're just trying to keep me from the good stuff. This is this is this entire book of numbers as an altar to blood and lust and gorging yourself on quail until it comes out of your nostrils. Literally, it came out of their nostrils. They ate so many quails. Yeah. I've never thrown up that bad that it came out of my nostrils, I don't think. Really? Maybe I have. Uh, I man, probably well, have. I just don't remember. I mean, we vomit, maybe we vomit quite differently. I don't know if I broke my fucking reflex from wrestling in high school. but uh, I do the Chewbacca vomit. Really? No, I do the screaming eagle. Because I'm so worried about drowning uh, as it collides. You know, like I feel like I'm. I feel like I'm not going to clear it, so I scream my way through it. You know, and uh, it definitely will come out of every every hole. Uh, side note: We need to write the plot for a vomit-based superhero team. But we'll get back to that <laughs> okay. later. Great. Okay. Uh, Chapter sixteen. Let's talk about Korra, Dathan or Dathan, and Abiram. God, I hate. I just want to call him Dathan because it sounds like somebody tried to name their kid Nathan, but didn't know letters. Um, so let's get into it. Here's number sixteen. Now, it, it kind of it's an interesting vibe because uh, the way that you think of the way that the story of the Jews at this time was always described to me. And maybe I got it from Veggie Tales. I don't know if I. I don't know if I, I remember. But you know what I mean. Like my mo- my grandmother was devout, and she talked sure. about this story. And it was very I don't know caricatures. Like oh, the Jews were in Egypt and they were suffering. No one knows why. They're just innocent victims and all this. And God lifted them up and performed all these miracles. And then they just wouldn't shut the fuck up. And they were always complaining. And God did everything in His power to help them, and they just wouldn't stop whining, you know. And so we kind of had to cast them out for forty years, and then their kids were better, and they put them in. That's that's all I ever knew of the story. You, you saying that makes me realize something that should have been obvious. The way that we blame the Jews for all of this shit, the, uh, the true victims of the story, is the reason that so many Christians are like, well, look what she was wearing. Like it, <laughs> just, it all is coming together right Just now. victim blaming just seems to be the general vibe. But yeah. if you actually read this, oddly enough, it's strange how much you sort of, like the authors of this book sort of detail the fact that these people hate being subservient to God. They fucking hate it. Um well, did they hate it, or did they hate the way that he's doing it? Because no one hates... What do you mean? I think it's No one thing, hates right? having a king until he's a tyrant, Like, uh, which is kind of how this feels. Oh, well, I mean, okay, well, they hate having a, a king. I, I, I don't separate those two ideas. They just hate serving God. They hate this. Serving they hate the a way God. He's, they you know. hate doing it this way. Because obviously, I mean, obviously if, they served a God in Egypt, just not, you know. If God walked them straight to Canaan instead of them making them sit at the, mount of, the base of Mount Sinai for a month while he hammered out a... Ten Commandments for them, if he just walked them across the desert real quick to Canaan, there probably wouldn't be any complaint, right? Well, I mean, I don't think you can really judge what God's treatment of them. Yeah, I wouldn't do it that way. I don't know if... even cool even God. Whatever we see, there's certain things where I think you can judge God's actions in a lens of modern morality and be like, that's kind of fucked up. Like, you know, it's a little... It's, it's kind of like... Uh, You're right. If, I'm not- if, if we saw a trailer park dad treating his kids the way God is treating these Jews, you would objectively be like, hey, that's a real shithead, and take those kids from him, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Just, I see what you're saying, though, in that he is, okay, yes, but this entity is God, 
and for me to be like, oh, well, why is he doing it this way is kind of the point. Yeah, I don't know. And that, why would I... He, he's got the big picture, I yeah, guess. Yeah, there's so certain whatever. things that you're like, well, that's a piece of shit, and we're going to get into that for sure. But And yeah. then there's other things where, like, why didn't he just make sure that there was water? Well, they could also shut the fuck up, you know? Like, like, yeah. <laughs> well, here's the thing, is that if God didn't do all this great stuff for them and eventually help them found the nation of Israel, then, you know, there wouldn't be all this sweet money for Republicans from... Uh, uh, it's, it's like you always see like on our relationship <laughs> advice, you know, like my kid wants a brand new laptop. And I said that if he got all A's, I would give it to him. And I was like, why don't you just give him the laptop and be a loving dad? How about fuck you? And he's like, all right, you know what? <laughs> oh, all his friends are here. Oh, all right. Great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, like it's easy to kind of be like, why didn't God make sure that there was a Cracker Barrel next door? Like, I, I don't know. You know, like maybe maybe he was busy that week. I don't know. Like, I, I, there's certain things where I'm I, okay I with speak, but. I'm okay with them being wrong for complaining. I'm not okay with God murdering them wholesale. Well, I, I think what's odd it. is that if I were to retell the story and I were Moses, there's a lot that I would cut out to make God look <laughs> a lot better. It's like, it's, it's again, I, I hate to bring Reddit back. And it was like one of those our relationships would be like, hey guys, I need help. Obviously I'm the victim in this, but my girlfriend got angry because I stabbed her kid. And you're like, no, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, come on, you guys get that I'm right and he's wrong. Like, no, why did you stab his kid? Well, it was crying. Like, okay, all right, back... Let's delve into so then, like, you're, so then I'm choking around. She said my dick's not that big. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, all right, well, you're a fucking madman. Like, like it, it's weird that Moses like, oh, and then the people were complaining that they didn't have any food or water. Like, yeah, I, am I fucking high right now? Like, yeah, that's I would I'd complain. Like, what do you mean? Of course. It's the first thing I would complain and about. And the people were complaining that there were no tents and they were being sunburnt day in, day out. Like, yeah, yeah that would... I mean, that's that's, that's step one on Maslow's hierarchy. Hasn't yeah, God heard know. of Maslow's hierarchy? Yet? <laughs> yeah, we gotta do this? I invented it yet? Didn't he make um, Maslow? <laughs> so, so uh, just um, here we go. <laughs> Finally, number 16. Yeah. The people rebel against Moses. Uh, Korah, the son of Izar... The son of Kohath. So this is one of the guys that handle the uh, Ark of the Covenant, right? Correct. No, no, no. Um, Kohaths handle that. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. They held the fancy parts. Um, Dathan and Abram, the sons of Eliab, and On, the son of Peleth, sons of Reuben. So some dudes from Kohath, which is a subtribe of Levi, and some dudes from Reuben and the subtribes of you know Eliab and Peleth, subtribes of Reuben, um, get a bunch of dudes, and this is. This is the second time that they've officially... Uh, I, I feel like the camp is slowly descending into just fucking madness, you know? Yeah, or just yeah, rebellion. rebellion. Like, it just seems like the it's first time they rebelled with the Golden Calf on Mount Sinai, it was kind of like out of like sort of a loose desperation. Like, oh, Moses is dead. What do we do, you guys? Oh, let's do it. And then gradually the punishments have been continuing and resentment has building that the last time we saw them... Um, where they were like, hey, guys, fuck all this. We're going back to Egypt. And then Moses came down on them hard. And now the rebellions are just, you know, it's a general a general unrest is building, and now we have a second rebellion within the camp. Yeah. Are you ready for me to Google this? Because this is the Google part. Yeah, hit me. So for those of you who don't know, uh, James L. Kugel is a scholar of basically ancient Hebrew, anything about it. He not only is aware of what the latest findings are on the Bible and the way that we interpret it, but also he is an expert on ancient interpreters of the Bible. So there's two ways to look at this. So we have this guy, Korah, son of Kohath, or grandson of Kohath, leading a group of 250 important Israelites, right? These like, these are leaders. So not just from the Levite tribe, like, 
Korah himself, but also the sons of Reuben. Um, and the idea is that they're kind of fed up with Moses and Aaron consolidating all the power just to their families. So, right, Aaron and Moses are Levites, but there's these tiers where you have the Aaron's clan, and then they have all the power, and then you have the Levites, which have a little bit, and then you have every, all the other tribes, which are basically just like foot soldiers. So, right. the ancient interpreters, the people who were writing the initial concordances of the Bible, tie this story into one thing. If you go up just a few verses before chapter 16 into the very end of chapter 15, which we were very confused about last week, right, Cole? This whole tassel thing. Right. There, well, I don't know if I was confused. It just seems stupid, but yeah. <laughs> so there's uh, one of the uh, uh, hadiths, or not hadith, the uh, Mishnah, mid- Midrash. There was okay. a Midrash that okay. was written to, it was kind of like a filler story to explain what's happening here. Mm-hmm. And in it, Kohath, or Korah, son of, grandson of Kohath, goes to Moses and is like, hey, look, we got to put these blue tassels on stuff. Why do, do I have to put blue tassels on it if the whole garment's already blue? Aren't we good then? And Moses <laughs> is like, nope, you still got to put blue tassels on it. And that's what led to the rebellion here. So, <laughs> that's such a stupid fucking stuff. Right? Well, the idea, uh, is that, the idea is that this little tassel bullshit, which is exactly that, was a bridge a, too far. Uh, was they're, a, like, what? they're like, you got to... Like you control our lives, every bit it of it. Was them. the straw that broke the camel's back? That they're it like, was. Oh, by the way, everyone has to wear tassels now. Like, fuck it's it, like, man. All right, what the fuck are you doing? So the idea back then was that this is what it was. Now that's the ancient interpretation. We have a completely different understanding of it today, according to Google, and that's that. If you look into Deuteronomy 11, I don't, I know, spoiler alert. If you look at Deuteronomy 11, and also later in the Bible, there is no mention of Korah when this story is retold. It just mentions the two Reubenites, Dathan and Abiram. The uh, idea being that initially this story was about Reuben's tribe trying to regain some of their power as the oldest son, right? Mm-hmm. That they're supposed to be the most important. That's what the rebellion was about. However, the Levites, the priests who wrote most of the Bible we're reading. <laughs> yeah, like you do. Wanted to include a bit about how Aaron's lineage is the most important and that just because you're a Levite, they're basically establishing hierarchy. And so uh, that was the entire point of the story was it, it as it evolved, right? It, it, was, it seems kind of like a early Russian Revolution power struggle. Dude, I already have Stalin notes later. In here. <laughs> that just came to my mind. Like, it kind of yeah. just seems like a kind of a um, Lenin and Trotsky kind of like... It's a uh, billion you know. percent that, dude. We're photoshopping dudes out of the photos that we don't want to talk about anymore, except, you yeah. know... Early nineteenth century photos. Uh, uh, so so let's get back into it. These three dudes, Korah, Dathan, Abiram, uh, get two hundred and fifty leaders of the congregation and they rise up against Moses and Aaron and they're like, Listen, you guys have basically all the honor of God, all the special privilege. Who are you to like fucking exalt yourselves above us? We are all Jews, we are all God's chosen people. Kind of fuck you, like you're not my dad, and this keeps happening. Where whenever people are like complaining to Moses, uh, like "Hey Moses, this is bullshit, and we fucking hate this city, and we hate you too." He then falls on his face, which I, is that like a prayer? Is he like he bowing to them? I don't really get it. It because like it always is of, followed by him then fucking them hard. Yeah, it's like a sign of like um, whoa that he knows what's about to happen, right? 
Yeah. You know, they're like, oh, no. So so the people come to Moses and Aaron like, fuck you guys, you ain't better than me. Uh, but uh, Moses, who allegedly wrote this shit, uh, goes, okay, assholes, you think you've, you, how dare you? How dare you speak to me this way? Tomorrow morning, God is going to show you who is his and who is holy and who can suck his fat dick. And uh, <laughs> he gives them a, he gives them a, a, a task. <laughs> um so this, uh, my Bible labels this the trial by fire, which is interesting and hot and sexy. Um, oh, he super. says, okay, you 250 dudes, I want you to take a censer, fill it with fire, put incense in it, and come before the Lord, uh, and he will sort of judge all you on your, you know, all right, okay, okay, I have heard your complaint, you wish to challenge my throne, by all means, let's have God decide. You want God's favor, let's have God decide. Come tomorrow. Yeah. Get a sensor full of fire. We'll we'll see what shakes out. Insert it's a trap dot gif. <laughs> <laughs> like this is come on guys. Uh, you didn't by see all this means, coming. It, it, it's weird that I don't know how to view God, but as we've been getting on and on, it it doesn't seem like the kind of God you want to meet. Like it, it it's starting to get that more horror kind of uh, it lives in the woods vibe of like don't worry, God's gonna come and he's gonna see. Uh, and he's going to set things right. And you're like, oh, God, I really don't want to be there when that happens. You know, like it's only going to be some fucking the village monster moving through town. You know, like do not you do not want to meet God. Yeah. And and the thing is, that I don't know. I feel like their request to Moses is so earnest and and reasonable. And you get you look at no backtracking a little bit. You look at chapter 16, verse three. They come to Moses. They say, you've gone too far. The whole community is holy because they are, right? These are all, the Israelites are God's chosen people. Yeah. The whole community is holy. You guys can't be just consolidating all the power. Like, we want to talk to, we want to be a part of our God that brought us out of Egypt too. This tells you right here in no uncertain terms, we are not created equal, right? God did not create people equally. There is a tier. Uh, it, it definitely seems interesting when you think about it in that way. It's kind of like Animal Farm, maybe, and you know, kind of again, kind of a jab at Stalin and or no, Lenin and Trotsky and shit like that, where um, we were all slaves in Egypt, but we were all equal, and now we have been freed to have another sort of king above us, you know. Like, okay, thank you. You pulled us out of Egypt to then, you know, here's the old boss or here's the new boss, same as the old boss. Or like, worse. I yeah. mean, they were fed there. They weren't just eating manna every day. Like, it, it, it seems kind of weird to think of in a sense, but like, okay, so you guys were slaves in Egypt where we told you when to eat, what to eat, what to do. Here's your jobs. Here's what you fucking do. You are fucking slaves. Sure. And then they leave Egypt and are now wandering the desert. And Moses is like, okay, guys, here's what you eat. Here's when you eat. Here's what you do. Here's your fucking jobs. Uh, you're God's chosen people. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's so much better now. That uh, I have all these tasks upon threat of death, and I have to eat the same old slop every fucking day exactly when you tell me to eat it, or it will rot in my mouth type shit. You know, like... There, it, well, I mean, there's more... There has to be more rules now. Yeah, like... And I, more strict, and and capital punishment for almost all of them. Which, maybe it was just as bad in Egypt, but it could not have been worse. It'd be hard to say it could be worse than <laughs> we'll get to we'll get to this. Yeah. Uh, oh boy. <laughs> so number sixteen nine uh, is Moses now talking to Korah and kind of admonishing them. Hey, is it a small thing to you that the God of Israel has separated you from the congregation of Israel to bring you near to himself? So this is him kind of talking to Korah, oh, the son God. of Kohath, to be like, listen, 
So you are you're, you're asking for preferential treatment. You already get to carry around a golden chest through the desert. Like, what more do you want? You get the Ark of the Covenant. I mean, could can you imagine a more bigger honor than what you already got? Like, he already gave you a task. I mean, yeah, you don't get to talk to God. You don't get to go into the Ark of the Covenant. When, you get to carry his shit, there. though. You get to carry his luggage. You Aren't can't you even not? look at it. You get to carry his bags. You know, like I wanna I wanna be promoted to admin. I wanna be promoted to VP of Sales. Like, you're already an administrative assistant. Like, what do you want? You get to schedule his meetings and carry his shit like we, we do way too many metaphors but this is basically moses <laughs> is like the mafia don's right hand and you got all these guys that think they're in some sort of a power struggle yeah. but there's not one right yeah. like <laughs> there isn't really a power struggle uh, as we're about to find out and it probably probably there isn't any mafia don there's just the right hand man just <laughs> Just pitting people against just each other and keeping them down. Old you know? Jim Jones doing it, his thing. It, it's kind of it kind of seems kind of like a art of the deal type shit where like Moses is like no I don't want anyone in the room that's as smart as me I want them all dumb and fighting amongst themselves and being pitted against each other. You're fired and you're fired. You know? That is uh, a pretty sweet deal. Um, and so basically he's like oh you you know you want to be closer to God but you're already get to carry his shit. I mean how much closer do you want? You know. Um, he has brought you near to himself, you and all your brethren, the sons of Levi, with you. And are you seeking the priesthood also? Like, you already get to carry shit, and now you want to be a priest? I mean, chill out, bro. Yeah. I mean, uh, absolutely. It's, it's. I don't know. They are the Levites, right? And the entire time we're talking about how the Levites are set aside, that these important priesthood people. But really, that's a facade, because the, the Levites aren't important. Aaron's lineage within the Levite community is important. And so obviously if you're told, oh yeah, the Levites are God's chosen chosen people within God's chosen people, but actually it's Aaron within the Levites, within the Israelites that's important. It's just, you're getting so narrow and cre- what it's creating is like a hereditary theocracy and it's bullshit. Like if yeah. you're on the inside of that, on anywhere on the tier. It must be good to be Aaron and his top. kids, but, but everyone else is kind of fucked. Like, like exactly. we were 12 equal tribes, and all of a sudden now there's this one tribe that has sort of put itself above them because they have God's ear and they're better than everyone else. And one family within the tribe, in fact. And, and, and when it says, so all these th- times we've talked about how lucky the priests are that they get the free food and shit. It's just Aaron and his kids. It's just Aaron's kids. They're the only ones allowed to be priests. Kohath's kids and Korah and all them, they don't get, just because they're Levites, they're not getting a share of this. Yeah, they, they just get to carry the shit. Yeah. Um, one of the things that, uh, so then the next bit is so that that's so Moses admonishes Korah and is like, hey, you, you guys are fucking assholes. How you know you already get to get close to God now you want to be priest. You, you're, you're greedy. You're greedy little shits. But then he goes to Datham and Abiram, the sons of Reuben, essentially. And is like, all right, now you guys come over. I'm going to yell at you. And they're like, no, no, we're going to stay far the fuck away from you, which is a smart call. Um, yeah. And they basically are shitting on Moses. Like, listen, we're not in the land of milk and honey. You didn't, you basically took us from Egypt so that you could rule over us like a prince. Fuck you. Uh, I have no fields. I have no vineyards or vineyards. We have no land flowing milk and honey. I like vineyards more. (laughs) Uh, uh, we're not showing up. You're a fucking piece of shit. Like we don't owe you Jack. Yeah. Um, cause that, I mean, that was the big promise, right? And now yeah. all it took was them. All it took was them complaining, to have it revoked. And like that's all. Uh, so Moses, uh, this pisses Moses off. Like fuck you guys. Just wait, real quick. Imagine that AT and T comes to you, 
and says, yeah, we're going to give you a sweet deal. You're going to get free minutes. You're going to get free text messaging. You're going to get free data plan. But the moment you complain, we get to kill your kids. Right? <laughs> I mean, yeah, uh, it sounds great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's that, very Kim Jong-un. You know, like, uh, yeah, it sounds, it sounds like a sweet deal. Um, yeah. So Moses gets pissed at them. They're having this little eternal struggle. So he goes to God and says, do not respect their offering. I have not taken one donkey from these lying pieces of shit, nor have I hurt any of them. How dare they talk to me this way? Um, and he tells Korah, Tomorrow, you and all your company be present before the Lord, uh, and we will have a trial by fire, essentially. So again, God, who is unwavering and steadfast in his ability to be God and unchanging and is the same God today as he was then, uh, <laughs> is convinced by Moses saying, no, they're mean to me. Don't take their offering. When yeah. God set up the offering process, this is just gross to me. This I don't want feels... them coming to my birthday. They're shit. <laughs> I hate Moses now. <laughs> um, so Korah, So the next day, uh, all these guys get bronze censers, fill them with incense, and they come before the door of the tabernacle of meeting. So let's highlight this. They do exactly what Moses commanded them uh-huh. from, from God. They bring out their censers. They bring out their... They're like, all right, we're ready. Let's, let's get closer to God. Let's do what we can for him. We love God. We want to worship him. This loving, yeah. all-knowing, all-powerful, all-merciful God. They come to his home and uh, stand before him with their censers. And so uh, then God says to Moses and Aaron, he says, look, uh, tell everyone else to stand the fuck back. It's about to get real. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, Moses does that. Moses goes to the people. He says, all right, if you're not one of Korah's or, uh, or Dathan's or Abiram's Ab- group, so th- yeah, it's just 250 people. Men, that's 250 men. You got to think about all their children, all their wives. I think we did the math. It was what? Everyone was having 60 kids, right? <laughs> so know. you're talking about a fuckload of people. A, couple a fuckload of people. But let's just say, yeah. Uh, so God sees these people and is like, okay, everybody, uh, spoiler alert, uh, can you stand away? It's like, it's like when uh, it's like, it's like when the guy's like, hey, uh, uh, it's like when the Bond villain is like, did you catch him? He's like, no, he, no. he got away. He's like, okay, could you stand over no, there? No, no, Everyone no. just... Can you guys it's, get away from him real quick? It's when the weird kid does tells you not to come to school tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, like God just comes out. Okay, uh, uh, you Levites and uh, you um, uh, Naphtalians, uh, could you guys just stand away? You're cool. Could you just, uh, could you just, could you just move a couple of feet to the right? Just leave Cora uh, right there uh, alone with a wide berth on either side of him. Uh, nothing's gonna happen. Just, just hang out. I got, I got. Yeah, something. it's gonna be cool. God's gonna uh, bless them. So he tells everyone to flee from the tents of Cora, Dathan, and Abiram. Um, and Moses takes all the elders of Israel and they follow him to de- uh, their tents. And he tells everyone, okay, depart now from the tents of these wicked men. Touch nothing of theirs, lest you be consumed in all their sins. So I would be, I was, that's about, the, that's the, where the red flags so I'd be like, mm, this ain't a good time. Here's what I'm going to ask. Did anyone see the ring get thrown into the, uh, volcano at Mordor? Because that's <laughs> what's about to happen. Yeah. Um, um, so the uh, the congregation of Israel gets away from the tents of Korah, Dathan, and Abram, and Dathan and Abram came out and stood at the door of their tents with their wives, their sons, and their little children. Again, if I was writing this book, I probably wouldn't write about the part about the little children. I These know. little innocent Jew babes. Well, that's, here's why you're misinterpreting, Cole. This isn't supposed to be um, 
a a like resume for God and how cool he is. <laughs> this is supposed to be a warning to anyone else later on that wants to second guess the priest. So these guys that second guess the priest and dared to question authority are standing in their tents with their wives, their sons, and their little children. And uh, number 16, eight, uh, 1628, Moses says, By this you shall know that the Lord has sent me to do all these works, for I have not done them of my own will. If these men die naturally like all men, or if they are visited by the common fate of all men, then the Lord has not sent me. But if the Lord creates a new thing... And the earth opens its mouth and swallows them up with all that belongs to them, and they go down alive into the pit. Then you will understand that these men have rejected the Lord. Um, oh so boy. basically, he's like, yeah, if you guys die naturally, obviously that shit just happened. But if some fucking crazy shit happens and you die in some crazy shit, then, you know, obviously I was just doing God's will. Not of my own, you know. Whew. Man. Uh, and what does God do? He, in fact, does open up the ground beneath them. Lord of the Rings style, right? Remember when the yeah. army got surrounded outside the gates and then the earth just opened up and ate no, all the Urukai? Oh, God fucking damn it, dude. <laughs> You're <laughs> ruining our podcast. I don't know if that was even in the book. I don't remember that. But uh, so basically, yeah, they eat, he, the earth eats them all. So, so basically, Moses is like, hey, guys, if the earth swallows you up, that's not even me, guys. That's God. And the second he finishes his sentence, the earth swallows up uh, these dudes, their wives, their sons and their little children and all their shit. S- specifically, and this is fucking hardcore. They went down alive into, into the, the realm pit. of the dead. <laughs> That's what my Bible says. The realm of the Woo! dead. Oh, mine calls them. They went down alive into the pit. The earth they closed to- over them, and they perished from among the assembly. Do you think when they're in hell, they're like, "Hey, we're alive. You guys aren't." <laughs> <laughs> uh. And this is interesting. So basically, he does this. This is this is the equivalent of like a public execution to teach the congregation a lesson, and it fucking goes over like fire. Like all of Israel sees the earth swallow up these people and their children, and they all freak the fuck out. Like, oh fuck! Like that was like good dudes, and uh, uh, the Israelites who saw this were like, oh shit! The earth will probably just kill us too. And a fire came out from the Lord and consumed the 250 men who were offering incense. Yikes. And Okay. So, so the, yeah, so so that's how God quells a rebellion, in case you're wondering. I mean, yeah, so yeah, I can just see, you know, thousands of years later, uh, Stalin, like, violently scribbling notes about this. <laughs> like, oh, oh, okay. I guess... He's, I don't negotiate, right? Like, no, no. We this don't is where gulags came from. We kill gulags, them in public. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> gulags spawned right out of here. So they, um, these guys sent, right, is, is what the Bible gets to. The Bible says this, the censors of these men, right? So they brought all the censors forth. They were giving an offering to God when they were killed. They thought they were doing the right thing. But yeah. it says because they sinned. And let me bring you back to the beginning of this chapter. Here's their sin. Uh, they go to Aaron and Moses and said, You've gone too far. The whole community is holy. Every one of them. <laughs> and the Lord is with them. Why do you set yourselves above the Lord's assembly? That was their sin, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. That's why them and everyone they loved died. Okay, continuing. So at this point, uh, God says, all right, listen, all those censors that they used, those are holy now. Get rid of their dirty, filthy ash. Again, I don't know how the censors are still there when everyone got swallowed into the earth. Well, no, but- no, no. The censors swallowed up uh, Dathan and Abram at their... Because remember, Korah... 
came to the tabernacle, but Dathan and Abram would not come. So they came to their home and swallowed their homes up. But the yeah, rest but were I mean, I feel like the fire. censors. I'm just surprised that the censors somehow didn't get destroyed. Uh, well, so, yeah, they are alive. The censors are fine. They're they're bronze or brass, or whatever. Um, so God's like, all right, we're going to keep these censors around to be a sign for everyone, uh, not to fuck up, basically. So they hammered them. They took the censors, which were made out of bronze, hammered them into basically sheets to lay over the altar. As, like, sort of a weird death shroud, I guess. I was thinking it was, like, a samurai armor or something, you know? Hell yeah, like the whole point badass, was there, whatever it is. The whole point was, like, hey, we want to have a relationship with God, too. We don't like the way you've separated us from God. You're not some prince over us. Then God kills them. They're like, oh, is the whole thing you wanted to be closer to God? Well, how about I build a armor plating over the tent? <laughs> God said bet. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, so now so, we get a new character. Well, right. Eliza the priest took the bronze censers. And he's uh, important. Do you know who he is? Covered the, well, he's uh, Aaron's other son, right? Aaron's son, correct. Yeah, he's the one that took over after those other two uh, got yeah. nadabbed on. Uh, <laughs> nadabbed in a bayou. So they cover the uh, tent in armor plating to be a memorial to the children of Israel that no outsider who is not a descendant of Aaron should come near to offer incense before the Lord. Um yeah, so it's basically like, okay, the whole point was like, let this teach you a lesson of who fucking thinks they can approach me. Yeah, thanks, God, for laying out that rule earlier, I guess. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Well, uh, how, <sighs> dare, how dare they question their over? Well, here's the thing. Here's what's crazy is that the Israelites were having the same thoughts that you and I are having right now. The Israelites were like, yeah, this is bullshit. Like, yeah, it is crazy. Did you just crazy. fucking kill all of our leaders? And so the Israelites basically start grumbling. That's all. They fucking grumble. You have they killed bring, the they people of the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, hey, these were good men that you just swallowed into fucking hell because they wanted everyone to be respected. And so what does God do? What His go-to. <laughs> yeah. Um so the people complain again, uh, again, uh, reiterating this thing that they're like, I, I thought we were the chosen people. I thought you loved us. I thought this was, we are the chosen people. And God's like, how dare you question me? So the, uh, the cloud covered it and the glory, the, the glory of the Lord appeared. <laughs> um, and Moses and Aaron come out to be like, Hey, what's up? And God speaks to Moses, get away from this congregation that I may consume them in a moment. And the, uh, Moses and Aaron fall on their faces. So they, he throws on a fat plague, right? Um, just to sum it up, 14,700 people die. Well, I, I really want to get into specifics, so let me just get into it. So, of course you will. So, yeah, 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 let's do it. So God's like, don't worry, guys, I'm going to do some shit. And Moses tells Aaron, stop him. For God's sakes, fucking stop him. And Aaron gets a censer, puts fire in it, and runs into the congregation right. to try to get between the plague and the people. It's the equivalent of, like, when, like, your dad comes home drunk, and he's just going to beat the shit out of your younger kid. And you're just like, let me get in the way of his punches, you know? Is it insane that almost every single uh, episode of this show we have to compare, compare him to, to a, a drunk dad? To a drunk dad coming <laughs> home and beating his kids? That's just what it feels like. It yeah, just, it does. It, it, to me, it just sums up the relationship so much because this is their God. This is who's supposed to be protecting them. They're coming to him like they trust him and that they're expecting him to take care of them. And, and he made their motives. He yeah. made their needs. He made their feelings, their lust. He made it. And then he just comes home and he's fucking pissed. Like he's just coming off a bender. You're like, what is your deal? So Aaron runs out in the middle of them as the wave of the plague is killing the congregation. And Aaron makes a, uh, 
incense, uh, burn some incense to stop the plague. Uh, but he does, you know, obviously it gets going for a bit before he gets in between it. And those who died in the plague were 14,700. Do you ever play that game Pandemic? Uh, no, but really? I know. But I've seen them. I've yeah, seen yeah. Games, yeah. Aaron's like the little blue science things that pop up. You gotta stop them so you can keep your place <laughs> spreading. <laughs> um, so Aaron returns to Moses at the door of the tabernacle, and the plague had stopped. So in two days, it's got to be fifteen thousand people have died. Yeah, fifteen thousand. And we just I had three thousand killed by the Levites at Mount Sinai, and. Wasn't a bunch there, more burned up. There was a bunch that were burned up because of the grumbling. We don't know that food. number, but yeah, they were grumbling. They were burned up. We, it was plenty. We know the ten sure. spies were murdered by plague. Again, with gods like these, who needs Satan? Yeah, he was just killing the shit out of these guys. Yeah, um, I, I would put it at, at least twenty thousand dead. Got to be. Yeah, we're up there. I mean, because we we can oh, account oh, for we're past that. We we're can account that. for eighteen thousand. Think about the easily. people that got pushed out of Canaan because God gave the Canaanites the power to beat them. All right, basically. Yeah. I, so I that, would that's guess chapter at least thirty thousand, maybe thirty know. thirty plus. Yeah. Um, that's chapter sixteen. Chapter seventeen is just a dumb fucking parlor trick. I, I hate it. Hold on, I wanted to go into my concordance here uh, as they're explaining this one, but um, so. Uh, my Bible says that the intercession of Moses and Aaron foreshadowed that of Christ. And I was so confused by that. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, how could any of this be a, 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 a sign for what Christ is doing? Like, I don't know. I don't get it. Um, how did it? Did it not say? That was all it that's said. Just it. it just says the intercession foreshadowed that of Christ. Like, okay. All right. I don't get it. But all right, this is what Christ would do. I'll take your word at it. How about that? Um, the Hebrew hammer. Number 17 is is again just sort of it, it just seems like there is this constant power struggle and I, I know we I know we've already talked about the Russian Revolution again, but it just seems like they these are, stories are these stories are just okay, this Bible was written by priests. Yeah. Hebrew priests. <laughs> these stories give them more power. It's so fucking obvious, it drives me insane that anyone takes this as like divinely inspired it's so obvious it's it's just it just seems like and this is the uh this is the story of how i saved the nation like well we actually remember you murdered the king like no no i was divinely like no no i uh, okay like why why should i do what you say because uh here's the story of the time that god you want god to uh, swallow you me whole? Up. yeah yeah um, jesus so this, this reads like the solar temple are you familiar like they had all these like little weird parlor tricks they would do to like show you that they were communing with like gods and deities and stuff i was thinking it was more of an extension of kind of like um you know kind of north korea tactics like and then i was ordained by god and like okay <laughs> like i'm just a king and i was like uh you know like um was that how it was like the, the egyptian like the pharaoh is literally their god they're all they're all they're all chosen divine yeah. divine yeah, yeah yeah you know divine so selection that kind of thing the, the gist of the story is that uh the Israelites are like, hey, you know, like, let's let's see who God really wants to lead us. Let's put it to um, a vote. So, so Moses says, all right, this is the obvious way that you decide that. Every leader of each tribe, bring me your staff. And I'm going to take all the staffs, and I'm going to put them in the tent overnight. And God will, like, appoint the correct staff, basically, is the idea. Um, and then whoever, you know, whoever God chooses... That staff will sprout, and I'll rid myself with a constant grumbling against you know, the Israelites. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, to okay, me, what I was off, reading. For, oh, go ahead. No, I, I'm say like, I don't know what. Why does the staff got to sprout? I, 
I get, okay, I guess whatever. I guess you got to have miracle. some. Sort you got to have something of it. But the way I thought of it was, it was kind of like one, it's a little suspicious. But two, he's like, okay, everybody, everybody, here's the rules. We need to have a vote. Everyone's gonna put their uh, rods in the tent with God, and God will sort of select it like a, one of those like magic pigs that can tell when the storm's coming. You know, um, yeah. It's like that octopus that can decide who's going to win the NCAA championship. <laughs> the World Cup? <laughs> yeah, yeah, the World Cup. They're like, yeah, that's how we decide who leads the troops. So the, everyone's going to put their rods. But the way he describes it, like, okay, everyone, all the leaders of the tribes, doesn't matter who, doesn't fucking matter, uh, write your name on the staff, bring it in. But Aaron, uh, make sure you write yours legibly. Uh, it's anyone's game. Anyone could get picked. But Aaron, make sure that you use that one staff that we like so much. And uh, make I'm, sure you write your name legibly. Legibly, I'm, I'm curious, though, which tribe do you think was excluded here? Because it says... Twelve, yeah. The leaders gave him 12 staffs, one for each leader, and Aaron's was among them. Yeah. There's we, 13 tribes. I mean, is this one of those instances where, like, Ephraim and Manasseh become Joseph? I don't know. Yeah, well, only one Maybe. of them gave him, I guess. But, Weird. So, um, uh, not a very suspicious trait. So they put the staffs <laughs> in the tent overnight, and then no one's watching what happens. And then Moses comes out like, look at Aaron's staff. It has a, uh, it has bloods on it and almonds, obviously. They're like, they're like, wait, wait, there's 11 staffs in here, and you, like, drug in an almond tree. I don't... Yeah, I don't <laughs> like, like, look at this. Look at this. Like, Aaron's it, holding his staff. I can see him over there. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems like one of those, obviously, like, there's a plant in the audience, and the magician's like, okay, write oh your name God. on this bullet, and then shoot me in the mouth. And he like he's like, oh, look, it's in my... I caught it with my teeth. He's like, you had that in your fucking mouth. I know what a mag trick is when I've seen it. So apparently, though, this is, like, irrefutable proof. And God says, all right, take Aaron's staff, put it in front of the Ark of the Covenant in the holy place, keep it as a sign to the rebellious. <laughs> so, like, again, this is so Stalin-esque. This is just, like, crushing rebellion, uh, only instilling people that are going to be loyal to you, making sure that everyone knows shit gets nasty if you step out of line for a second. It's like one of those sham dictator uh, elections. You know, like, yeah. okay, you know what? Yeah, yeah. I, I've heard some complaints. Yes, I've been dictator for 20 years, and I got it from my dad. But uh, let's have a vote. Let's have a vote. And oh, look at this. I won by three times the uh, population. So <laughs> it looks like I won by 80 bajillion votes. Congrats to me, I guess. You know, like, well, and you're, then, and you're in charge of the election. Like, how is this fair? And look at this horrible writing. Again, this is establishing the power of the priesthood for Israelites. Hundreds of years after this all have allegedly happened. Uh, the last verse of chapter 17, verse 12, the Israelites said to Moses, we will die. We are lost. We are all lost. Anyone who even comes near the tabernacle, the Lord will die. Are we all going to die? So it's just <laughs> them like showing and see, then they knew, then they knew to be careful. So, yeah, I, I don't know. It doesn't seem like people are very happy to be here. I don't know. It just seems like, uh, I, I, I don't think that they're wrong, and it seems weird that they would write this in that, yeah, uh, your lives are fucking nothing to God. Yeah, I don't understand the sentiment, though. Like, obviously, this has been translated probably ten times between the point that it was written initially and that it got to me. Mm -hmm. But the whole... We, we will die. We're all lost. Anyone who goes into the... Like, it, re it reads like a bad Google Translate. Like, I, <laughs> what are they saying? You know, I don't, I don't actually get it. I, I'm going to take it for what it is. It's just that, like, uh, you know, uh, that... Just dis despair? It, it, to me, it seems like when you... It's like when you know that you're, the police are corrupt and you have <laughs> yeah. hard, fast evidence of, like, hey, did you see that this cop... Uh, murdered, 
one of our black friends, you know, and they're like, we got to go to the police. And then all of a sudden, the, all the witnesses die, too. And you're like, oh, <laughs> OK. I realize now that the corruption and how high it goes is so deep and so untouchable that there is just nothing we can do. Like, we do live in a dystopia. We do live in a cursed land. And even when we try to go the normal channels, we complain, we take it up, the, we, we put it to a vote, we try to elect a new leader. No matter what we do, Moses and Aaron are going to quell rebellion, they're going to kill all of our leaders, they're going to isolate us, and then they're going to murder us. Yeah, and at this point, I think they're just, they're feeling distant from the God that drew them away. Allegedly you know? saved them from, uh, yeah. from Egypt. Like, I don't know, it... It's such a weird tactic, the way this was written. You know, is it mainly to inspire fear? Because eventually Israel becomes a, a kingdom, right? Up yeah. to the point that, like, Herod takes over and there's, like, a vassal of, of the Romans. And that's hundreds and hundreds of years later. So it's like, it bewilders me to think about what the writers were thinking when they put this to paper. It's fascinating. I would, lo- man, if if I could do anything with a time machine, it would be to it would be to track. It would be just to like f- stand over the shoulder of someone writing this. Write it down and like look around and see why they're doing it. It does know? seem interesting. Is like I can't imagine writing this. I just can't imagine. Like it, it, to me, it kind of confuses me as to what the author's goal was, except to just sort of ham fisted be like, "Don't you fuck with me, I'll kill you." Like, all right, okay. yeah, yeah. It just doesn't. Uh, I feel like modern day cults do it way better. <laughs> like they're like, "Yeah, we'll, well kill you." Yeah. Wink. You're safe with me. Wink, wink, wink. And you're like, "Oh, okay. I don't feel safe." Well, but that's the general vibe. Modern day cults don't have a legitimate state <laughs> to this day. So uh, that's true. Um, I don't know. I, I, I think that's as far as we'll get this episode. But um, yeah, this. I just think 16 was so heavy. Oof. And uh, that was a real there's slog. obviously a natural stopping point at the end of 20 before we move on to an episode. So yeah. that, that seems like a good place to stop. But uh, two chapters, a nice short ep. Well, but you got, know what? The people deserve a breeder. A breeder. <laughs> We've really been hitting them hard with his numbers so far. I don't know. I. It comes down to again, uh, you know, being accused of a cynic, and we are cynic. But I, the more I get in this episode, I just I don't know what to take from any of this. Are we are we reading this wrong? Do you think? Let's take a step. Back. I don't think we are reading this wrong. Like I think that there's something absurd about taking this. So there are people who read the Bible. There's Christians that I kind of understand, or or Jews, in fact, that I understand that take this and and, and understand. Okay, you know, I think that there is a God. I think that this is a human thing written about him that, like, yeah, maybe he was involved at some point, and it's hard to really nail it down, but this is a human-influenced book, and we need to be careful about the things that people are trying to tell us. That I can, like, sort of get-ish. I'm not on board, but I I can play with that. The people who tell me that this is divinely inspired and that there's no errors in this and that this is the 100% truth of how it happened, I... I want to be cynical about that. I want to be an edge lord, like that, because if you're not, then that means you're on board with this and you're out of your batshit insane mind. I think. I think. I, I try to understand maybe the other side of this, like try sure. try to view Korah, Datham, and Abiram as like the enemy, and that these okay. are like 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 nice. to, like to the, the 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 due diligence. Well, I guess the Bible. the Bible apologist point of view, like, oh, these are people yeah. who question God and that's evil. And 
um, their shitheads for doing it and how dare they risk their families by going against the god that saved them from Egypt and they're so ungrateful and they're such assholes and and then you know 17 is and then this is just the part where god is like by the way I choose Aaron and this is my divine I'm I'm helping you I'm putting this leader in charge so that you are safe and why can't you guys just accept that like why are you such bad kids you know sure but what hurts me to take that point of view is just how human the writing is and how much I relate to Datham and Abirab. I, I feel like I feel like I relate to the people who are like, fuck this shit. Like, why are you a god over us? Why are you a king? Why do we leave Egypt to elect you as a, pr- a prince over us? I thought the whole point was freedom, and all you've been doing is telling us what to do, what to think, what to eat, and what to, you know, and where to go. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't get it. And then the insane response, you know, yeah. the, 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 like, so over disproportionate response to it, swallowing up their innocent children and family members, yeah. which, by the way, is against the Geneva Convention, if you're aware <laughs> Like, this isn't, this is just, it's so much. It's so much, this whole, like, sense of the father thing. Ah. What's, what's weird is, and I don't know if this is, a, this is a weird byproduct of reading this, is that I remember when Trump was running for president. And son of a Klansman, by the way. But sorry, yeah, son of a Klansman. Son of a, son of a, son of a, a, a devout Klansman. Um, when Trump was saying shit that, and, like, it just kind of was one of those things where I can't believe evangel- evangelicals can stand behind Trump when he's like, we have to go after their families and we have to kill them and all that. And I was like, oh, man. Like, that's obviously the not the Christian response. It's just not what I would think to... Like, I can't believe a bunch of Christians are standing behind a guy who's out to kill innocent children. But uh, uh, joke's on me. It actually has biblical, uh, <laughs> you know, biblical, biblical evidence to back it up. Like, I kind of got to give it to Trump on this one. You do have to go after their families. Yeah, and you have to... You, Trump is a walking, talking example of God's power because... His grandfather ran brothels, and that's why Trump <laughs> is bald. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's that's, uh, that's why he lost a, his hair. Yeah, that's uh, you nailed it. Um, and it just seems so weird. It just seems weird that I can't read this any other way than Moses and Aaron are fucking tyrants, and the people are crying out for freedom and to like stop killing us. And surely, like, they're just obviously in despair. We're all going to die. The Lord's going to kill us, you know. (laughs) They are going to die in the desert. And just even the way he, um, it's going to be a weird thing that the more I read the Bible, the more I kind of get, like, Trumpism and stuff like that, that the people were like, hey, we want freedom and we want to come to, we want to know God. And he's like, how about I kill you and take your offerings and use them to make armor plating to keep you farther away? Like, okay, that's a fair, that's a human response. That's not vindictive or evil or shitty thing to do. Like, you nailed it. Yeah, that's. I got to say, it's kind of cool, though, of God to offer these quick ways out. Like, there's a lot of days where it's hard for me not to just park the car in the garage and run that bitch till I pass out. <laughs> I can't imagine if I knew that all I had to do was walk into the synagogue to get fucking burst into flames. Man, yeah, I'd be doing that shit. Yeah, that loaded gun. <laughs> that loaded gun constantly calling me. Just but, sitting there. Uh, and I don't live in a desert. I can't even imagine. <laughs> so tempting. I mean, uh, here they, these people are sitting here be like, why don't you just kill us, too? Guys, all you gotta do is go touch the wrong thing. Yeah, just go jerk off there. a weasel. I'm pretty sure that, that'll do it. Uh, yeah. uh, it just it just seems weird that there's this magic secret tent that's armor plated now, of uh, that Ugh. everyone has to form a phalanx around. That by the way, don't come near because you'll die. It just it doesn't seem like a cool god that uh, death is constantly on the table if well, you fuck with him. 
It's kind. That's kind of cool, though. That's so pretty fucking cool. Actually, back down. <laughs> that's fucking, be, pretty fucking bad. You need to that. <laughs> <laughs> this god's fucking metal. Um, he is. Uh, it just seems so interesting. I don't know. In fact, he's hammered censure bronze metal yeah. to be specific. Uh, I don't know. Whew. I just. It just seems like such a weird thing. Like God's so. I. It's coming more and more clear to me how godlike Trump is, and I didn't expect that. But like the whole thing, like oh, all these people complain about me. You guys, you're the enemy of the people. <laughs> like, you're the fake news. <laughs> you're fake fucking news. Get them. And you're like, all right, yeah. I I I didn't realize how biblical that was, but you nailed it. It's exactly what the case is. How dare they complain against me and be such whiners? You know, like yeah, kill the them. parallels are there, buddy. If you can't see them, that's on you. <laughs> I think and we should honestly, have a vote. Okay, we'll have an election, but uh, I control the rules, and you just put them in the tent, and then I'll, I'll tell you who won. Like okay, <laughs> like, <laughs> yep, gotta say it. Causing miscarriages and your cheating wife to own the libs. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, bless. Bless. Uh, <laughs> Which, wait a second. Those guys are all cucks. Gosh. <laughs> I'm getting, I'm getting oh, mixed man. signals from this Bible now. All right. I think that's... Woo. Is that plenty of Bible for now? That's enough Bible for now. I think we gave the people a lot. Our audience. Right. They hung in there. Yeah. God bless um, you. Woo. So, that was just two little chapters. One big chapter, one little chapter. Numbers 16 and 17. Thanks, guys, for listening. We'll be back next week with probably, I'm going to go ahead and predict it, 18, 19, and 20. We're going to do three chapters before we get into some other heavy next phase stuff. No spoilers here, but uh, it should be good. So I've said it once. I'll say it again. If you don't already, follow us on Twitter at Irrevelations. If you want to send us an email, that's irrevelationspodcast at gmail.com. Let me say something. My little sister likes our tweets sometimes, but that's it. And we've <laughs> never gotten an email. I... So you... Whoever's listening to us, and I know you are, we have people in Canada, France, and uh, who was it else? I had a, a lot of new countries this this past month. Yeah, um, we're in about twenty different states right now. If you're not uh, if you're not emailing us, you're wrong. Tell us what you think. Let us know what are we doing wrong. What are we doing right? <laughs> I'm gonna ignore it, but you can email it to uh, me. Yeah, he's definitely ignore it. I honestly, I don't know. I, I feel like. We're obviously two different people, you and I. But I kind of like just doing it in the void. I like just, I just, I, 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 I stand by that I'm doing this only for my own amusement. So, so yeah, yeah, sure, I am too. Uh, but it, you know, I just want people to feel like we're here for them. Yeah, sure. You know, they're sure. All, they are our audience, and they're suckling at our Bible teat. Yeah. And sometimes you gotta hold their head back a little bit and squeeze it and squirt milk into their mouth. I just I think our audience is uh, I think anyone who listens to this podcast is obviously just better than everyone else because uh, you yeah, guys know the truth uh, you know the truth about the Bible I will say that yeah yeah, yeah. you guys are more this you're our chosen is people. so much better than church <laughs> yeah you're our little Jews and we're just gonna gather you around and whenever I decide to eventually go on a killing spree yeah. I'm gonna pass we, over all we we promise you. to treat you as good as God <laughs> treats the Jews. <laughs> Okay, well, I would ask what you have for the people, but I think you just gave it to us. No, do you got anything for the people that's tonight, it, Cole? That's it, baby. Okay. Yeah, that's all they deserve, to be honest. Do you know what I'm going to say? I hate everyone that listens to this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I don't think we're there yet. I feel like we're at like ambivalence, and then I can't wait to... I hope... I, the only thing I hope for this podcast is I hope we get fans as like obnoxious as like uh, uh, PewDiePie. It's like, I just want a bunch of... like. Uh, oh, I want God. us to have this like wholesome... Not wholesome, but I want us to have this sort of innocuous thing that we do for our own amusement, and then someone like does a shooting. It's like, this is for you guys. We're like, ooh. <laughs> 
That's uh, what you want. <laughs> you want to inspire a mass I just want. I just want. I want. I want to have fans oh, no. that are so terrible that we disown them. Like I want it to go full circle, just like my my dad. I hope you're super pumped to see this exact exchange quoted in Newsweek <laughs> in a few years. Uh, yeah, deplatform. God bless. All right. All right, folks. Good night. Mm-hmm.